If you are Israeli born, then you are born into a duty to sign up to the IDF. You uh, protect the holy state, and at 18, men and women are called into training. And then for the life, they know that they can be called into action anytime, and they are. We've got hundreds of thousands of res reservist troops all being called up and mobilizing to fight in what's going to be an incredibly ruthless, bloody fight. But uh, one of those joining the front lines is a Canadian who's been living in New York, running a pretty successful tech company, living a pretty great life. And then he saw and heard those stories, you know, his country being attacked by Hamas, you know, families and children wiped out. And so he packed up his things and he went to war and we had a chance. We were worried uh, that maybe he'd get called up today, this morning, and I'm pretty sure in the next few hours he will be gone. So we chatted last night about why he went and here's that conversation. Let's talk a little bit about your story because everyone in Israel has to sign up to the IDF. And so there was always a chance it would be your duty, but you don't have to go, right? This is, you're just doing this. Why? Exactly. I mean, when I was uh, 18, I decided that university could wait a couple of years and I volunteered for the Israeli Defense Forces. Uh, my brother followed me and then my family eventually came back to Israel. When you ask the question why, um, I grew up in a very proud Jewish Zionist home. Um, we were never scared. Uh, we never had fear. And I, I had a connection to the country. And I also knew that, you know, the, the state of Israel is it's in danger a lot of times and the Jews are in danger. So I felt the need to do something bigger, bigger than, than myself and mm -hmm. go and put my, my life on the line for my, my country. My husband and I, when we talk about this and, and, you know, we talk about the what ifs and he always just looks at me and says, Jews will never wait for the world to come to their help. There will never be a repeat. Is that, is that how you see it? That's a hundred percent true. You know, unfortunately we've seen it in history many times. Um, you know, we, we, we've gone through a lot of unfortunate things. And I think over the years, the Jewish people, the Israeli people have realized that, we're we're here for ourselves um we're not here no one else is coming to save us and no one else is coming to no one else is coming to help us mm -hmm. we have to fight our own fight and i feel like that's why the the jewish people and the jewish nation is is very strong um today because there will be criticism you know as those images go up of you know palestinian people um being killed uh, mainly because they are led by a terror regime, um, it will be the Jews, it will be you who's blamed. And so that that is generally how it, it goes. And then Israel has to pull back. Do you get the sense uh, now with, you know, being around all the hundreds of other, hundreds of thousands of others who have signed up that uh, that doesn't matter at this time? Look, I think we have to set something straight. Um, there are many, many Palestinians that have nothing to do with the conflict. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be in the conflict. There is some even protesting now, which is a very rare mm -hmm. sight to see. Um, but like you said, they're led by a terrorist organization. Hamas uses their own people as human shields. Hamas is forcing their people to stay in buildings when the IDF tells them to move because they're going to bomb because of a threat. You also have other countries like Egypt who could easily open their doors yeah. and let, you know, two, three, four, five, you know, let some sort of a number of Palestinians just walk in and be free and let the people who want to fight stay. 
um, but it's not happening. So this this anger towards the deaths that's going to go to the the innocent uh, Palestinians, which has also been happening to the innocent uh, Jews, it's not on on Israel. It's on Hamas. We need to protect protect ourselves before another one thousand Israelis get killed or another one thousand Israelis get kidnapped. Yeah, but you're up also against a battle of propaganda. So, so it is it is tough. Um, are are you? I mean, what was your family's reaction? What was your company reaction when you said, uh, "Yeah, I'm I'm going home." Um, you know, you had a pretty great life in New York City, doing quite well with your tech company, your startup Bach place. And so, what was your reaction? Yeah, I just answered that last question. It it is it is a tough thing to do, but look, our people are. They're getting slaughtered, they're getting killed, they're getting kidnapped, they're getting raped, they're getting tortured, and we've had enough. And the only way to, to end this is if every single Hamas member is eliminated from Gaza. For your your next question, look, my I'm not my, my parents' only child in the in the army. My I have two brothers and they've both been enlisted as well. Um, mm-hmm. one is thirty, he had a kid two months ago, a baby and one is just 21 who was only released from the army oh. a few last year. Um, no parent wants their, their child in the army, especially at this time. You know, we're, we're, we're not facing something that's kind of dangerous. We're facing something that's worse than, than ISIS. I mean, you just look at the videos online. It's, mm-hmm. it's going into a battle where you know that some of your friends are not going to come out. I've already had friends who died. I've already had friends in the hospital. Um, and it's hard, but Israelis know that it's, it's their duty um, to protect the country, and that's that's the risk we take. Um, my company, luckily, I'm a co-founder of a company, so my my amazing co-founder, Danielle, she's, she also took a week off to uh, help me with the fundraiser that I'm conducting for my unit. Um, and we just put work on hold. You know, it's a young startup. We have a lot of moving parts, but there's just some things that are much more important um, than work. Are you scared? You're not the first one to ask me that question. <laughs> I mean, let, let me ask you, if you were about to go to battle against, yeah. um, you know, people who are, you know, beheading others, people who are, they, 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 they're heartless savages is what I call them. You know, it, it's not even a war, it's a massacre. So is there one part of me inside that's scared? Of course, I'm a human being with feelings. But am I going to go in with full confidence and going to do everything I need to do to keep my country and my, my people safe? 100%. Yeah. I mean, so few step up. I often wonder with our country here, um, which used to pull above its weight and now is is extremely vulnerable to a lot of big geopolitical threats. And now, of course, this um, would would people step up? Would people like my grandfather who went to war for six years step up or people like you across Israel stepping up? And I'm not so sure, um, but we're going to see, I think, you know, hundreds of thousands of you that are just doing this. Um and, and and not the same kind of battle that we've seen before, where it's lobbing rockets from Gaza. I mean, you could be faced by uh, Hezbollah. Uh, who knows if Iran's coming in? I mean, it's there are so many unknowns, and so much so many unknowns. But what is the sense on the ground when you're with your troops? Is there just this resolve um, 
and camaraderie, because a lot of those reservists are also just lost family in those attacks. Some of them are fathers, some of them are brothers, some of them are, you know, it has been a devastating time. Does that hurt morale or the, you know, to get the job done? Um, I think it is a bit of both. I think, you know, part of my team, uh, they went to a funeral yesterday because they, they lost someone that used to be in our unit and it was hard. Um, you know, yeah. we, at the, at the end of the day, we hear, we hear the news and we oh. hope that we don't hear a familiar name. So, it's hard, you know, it's hard to see a 30, 40, 50 year old person crying, but th that, that crying and those hugs are what, what keeps us together. And I think it also does the opposite. This, this angers us, the, the, the stories that you hear of the, of the, the poor children, you know, today I heard a horrible story of two children who were tied to a picnic bench and they were burned and they, the body parts were mm -hmm. missing. So I'm not going to go full into detail, but oh, someone sent them it, to me. It, yeah. It's yeah it, it, yeah. it, it boils my blood and it gives me even more, you know, more anger to, to, to go and to just to finish it, to finish every single last terrorist and make sure that no Israeli mother no Israeli father or Israeli at all will ever feel threatened again from our from our neighbors. Just before I let you go, what um, what would your message be? What do you want? Because I know so many Jews are saying, please watch, look at it, you know, hear us and hear our stories. What What's your message, uh, you know, to the world? I think it's something similar along those lines. I, I, I tell people who are, you know, a little bit confused that, you know, a lot of people get confused with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and what's going on now. And I want to tell people that there's no symmetry between what's been happening for the past, you know, 50, 100 years versus what's going on today. Not at one point since Israeli, Israel became a state have we ever killed thousands of Palestinians in one day. We don't rape, we don't torture as they do, we don't upload videos on social media like they do and then uh, of killings and then send those videos to the the families of those members that were killed this is something that's totally different and the the reason that the the palestinians are in such danger have nothing has nothing to do with israel it's all under hamas and that that's the true threat not just to israel but also to the rest of the world well, we're all behind you and certainly uh, wishing you safety. And I'm Yisrael Shachai. My husband would get mad at me the way I said it, but that's uh, Yeah, we, uh, we hope to see you on the other side soon. Keep us in your prayers and um, we hope to finish this. Noy Leib is his name. Canadian-born, living in America. Both of his brothers are there with him. So his mom has three children that have all packed and are now on the front lines. And I got a note uh, this morning from from him, and um, it looks like they're going to be going out in the next few hours. Uh, that ground war is going to start any time. And uh, Hamas at this point is blocking Palestinians from leaving the country. So there will be carnage. 